I think Roland O'Gara could be managing the Cork Hurlers, the Irish soccer team. He could be managing anything. He's got the X factor. To win two Champions Cups with a club that doesn't really have that much of a history in the game. OTB AM. Live weekday mornings from 7.30 on the OTB Sports app. OTB AM. With Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition. Available now. Anthony Moyles is with us. Anthony, good morning to you. How are you? I'm great, Chair. Yeah. Sun is shining. I've had a few, you know, very competitive uh, underage fixtures to attend to over the weekend. The gulags so was, of South Meath. Yes, I was tearing into it. Yeah, a lot of, <laughs> a little Nadia Common X's out there. <laughs> Plenty of them. Yeah, yeah, and you know, listen, some some won, some lost, but the people who lost, they'll hear about it this week. You Good, know, they'll yeah. feel it. They'll that, feel it in that's training. Exactly this how week. it should be. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you want to talk about this? Do you have strong feelings about this, or have we moved do on? We, I, it's probably kicked to death at this stage. It might it? is a little bit. Yeah, um, I think both arguments are. I, I am absolutely one hundred percent in agreement. You need the participation. You need all that. Absolutely. And it was probably uh, woe on me in the fact of I actually didn't think it went up to under twelve. Um, so there's loads of arguments for and against, but I think both can coexist. Apology accepted. Name. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. He's a waiting for this moment. Like, oh, look at this. Sorry, hang on. What, yeah. What, what? yeah, yeah. No, I'm not, I, I like. This is the thing. You only discovered this actually when you discovered it for yourself because you don't care about it until you care about it and it's all that, that's yeah. on. So, like, the, f- the fact that Go Games pre exists and is the rule up to under 12, I think, was news to people. I'd say it was, yeah, absolutely. And I think that was the big... Uh, sorry, I knew, of course, like, I mean, I've, I've, a, I've an eight-year-old and a six-year-old, so the eight-year-old has been playing for the last few years out of nursery. Um, and yes, there is the thing, of course, of the children know whether they won or lost. She was playing on Saturday. They got their <laughs> handed to them. You know, and you could see the disappointment and how kind of the, the energy was draining from them in the game. And it is difficult, you know, even the silent sidelines. I, f- I find it difficult. I have to kind of walk away for a while. And all you want to do is encourage, but then, uh, you know, roaring and shouting. And even if you're encouraging players, you know, it, it, there's, there's so many facets of this, mm. you know. And then people will also say, like, well, what about the competitive kids? And you can understand that, like in, in gymnastics or in music or in different things. The person who practices the most generally gets better. And therefore is rewarded for that. You know, you don't put little Jimmy who hasn't touched the harmonica or the piano in six months straight up to the top of the musical set when no. you want to do the recital. Is, so, little, is little Jimmy more likely to practice the harmonica if a grown adult is screaming at them on the island? 100%. Do you know? No, and, and you know what? I honestly think, and this is a very difficult thing for the GA to police. I, I get that. And it is very difficult because it's even difficult to have the conversation. You know, you're the under 12s manager and you are a little bit overzealous yeah. I am the mm. juvenile secretary and I have to pull you away yeah. say in a small club small you're vo- town you're, you're a volunteer you're a volunteer and I'm saying to you listen Jerry, you know you need to calm it down a bit and you're saying what, what do you mean yeah. you know, th- th- well, I'm only shouting to my child yeah this is the way I am you know it's, yeah. it's okay and then all of a sudden well sure I'll pull Johnny off the team then and Johnny goes off to the next club so, th- so there's loads of it is, it's nuanced it's very tricky but you would hope that adults could be adults here uh-huh. right cop themselves on actually just behave the way they should behave and we've seen loads of it by the way because you then think of well if it's only to 12 should it not be 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18 in other words 
you know, can the can the overzealous adults kind of sit there till under twelve, but then when they get in under fourteen, they're like, now, right, I can go bananas now. It's my time, yeah, yeah, you know, it's my time to shine. Yeah, and you see a lot of that, you right? Do. And you see those things, and it's disgusting on the pitch. It absolutely is. Like when you see that stuff going on between parents and players getting involved. Young lads are younger. Like I mean, especially you know who 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 at fourteen think they're eighteen. Do you know yeah. what I mean? They think they're small men. But that's the one disadvantage of the silent sidelines is that I, I you know when you when you hear parents or or whatever family encouraging you from the sidelines as at 11, 10, 11, 12, I know from my experience you got a kick from that. You did. You know. You did. Obviously, Absolutely. you don't want you don't want the other yeah. element of it and fa- parents who are r- remarkably. Um, Backward and screaming at their kids. So I don't know where, how you police was, it, but I was walking past a soccer match uh, the other day, and uh, I don't know what age it was between eights and tens, and the kid was taking a corner and was taking too long over the corner. And this is the this was it just happened to be the opposition. I don't know who they were playing, and uh, it was like pass it. What the fuck are you doing? And I'm like. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! But this, but you know, so so I think there's a cultural thing in in. So I used to play a bit of soccer when I was younger as well, and there's definitely a cultural thing. I think, um, you know, I was talking to people who obviously do rugby, and there's the whole three pass rule. I think at a certain age, you know, that you have to pass it three times. Mm. You know, so in other words, the big trust. lad can't just bust his way through everyone and just you know yeah. get a, get a try. So there's all those. So there's, there's so there's the small things within the game, and then there's then there's the wider, big, big question, which is the cultural thing of the soccer thing of answering the referee back, abusing the referee, having no respect for the referee. Slash, and then you switch to the rugby, which is all sir, yes, sir, absolutely, yeah, I won't do that, all this stuff. So, so I have seen similar GA. I just saw the oh, soccer. Oh, sorry, sorry, I'm not saying just exactly, soccer. Yeah. Absolutely, sorry, loads in the GA, and and the GA is most definitely getting involved in it too, and and that's what I'm saying. So you know, you go back to the gymnastics or the the badminton or the tennis or whatever. Even even, even basketball, does the does the referee in basketball get abused? I don't. Like my wife is heavily involved in basketball. I don't hear it. They do yeah. blitzes all the time. They have yeah, MVPs, often. you know. So the little girl get, or the boy gets the MVP. They may not be the best player. Yeah. They may actually be saying, you know what, you're the best trainer, yeah. and you're coming every week. And there's different ways to reward them. There are all there those are. different things, yeah. you know. And it, I think the whole point about the stuff that came to them from the GA last week is like it's it's engineering on a grand scale, and then it's down to the individual clubs Big to try time. and have a culture that actually everybody. Because the whole point is, you don't have a clue that the the under eight who's not that interested. Is actually going to not turn out to be the best player in the club or turn out to be the company secretary or the person who marked the pitches and all of these 100%. are actually it turns out just as valuable as each other 100% let's talk about um, yeah. the games of the weekend um, got away with that one <laughs> not I bad had, not bad I, I had the dubs number one in my power rankings when, uh, with Tommy a few weeks ago but I'm not so sure I'm, I'm, yeah I'm, Jesus the power rankings it, this is like you know it's like, myself now. Yeah, it's like the Eurovision uh, it's up and down and uh, like it, it's at the weekend uh I say a lot of Dublin supporters. I'd say Desi Farrell. I'd say even some of the Dublin players are scratching their head, saying, "Wow, where are we here?" So I don't know if it was a setup thing. Um, they were obviously wary of Roscommon, right? They were wary of Burke and his innate ability to pick holes in your setup. Okay, and I think he really does have that. Okay, so he showed Mayo up, who 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 has on last week's evidence you're kind of going Jesus mm. Mayo are right up there is this the year where they could do it and he made them look pedestrian and he's, he kind of showed them up for all the frailties that they have which they have gone about to try to change now and I think it's a, it's a brilliant look it is a fantastic uh, um, 
system now in that teams can learn so much about the opposition yeah. so quickly. Uh, and they're able to say, so what, what Roscommon did was he said, OK, what we're not going to do, we're not going to do what Loud did. We're not going to make this a shootout. We're not going to abandon players and attack you at pace. You turn us over and then hit us on the counterattack. When we get the ball, we'll control the ball. We'll control the ball and we'll move in pods mm. up the pitch. And get booed. It was great. Yeah. Like, and it. we leave two guys inside because they have a great balance to their team. They've got their workers. They've got their midfielders. They've got their defence well set. But then they have forwards who can score. And four or five forwards who can score. They've the Murtis, they've the Smith. They've lads who can take points. A bench now as well. Correct. They've a bench. And they've a lovely balance, as I say. So, so they never... I don't think they probably had a shot on goal. Mm. I must reach out. But I can't remember clucks and make... So, in other words, they were quite happy to say, no, no, we'll, we, you want to you do that there? Well, we'll shoot from outside. Yeah. We'll work our little angles. We'll get Murtis onto the ball. We'll run at you, we'll try to pick up a few frees and we'll kick points. Um, and then what we'll do is we'll try to frustrate you to the far end. Which they did for large parts of the game. Does Roscommon score towards the end of the first half? Uh, I don't know how long the possession period was, but... Four and a half minutes, I think. Was it was ridiculous. Time, yeah. like, but that, that sort of thing, I, I hate that word, blueprint of how to beat the dubs, but like, well, keep the ball. Let's just have a quick look at the Dublin against uh, Derry scored four goals, but eight points. Yeah. Against Kildare, we said was one eleven. Mm. Yeah. And now it's one eleven again. There yesterday. This is not the all singing, all dancing forward line. It's not a team who're going to score eighteen or nineteen points in a game. Now, remember the magic number that Andy Moore and I was had in his head was well, I can't even remember was it eighteen or twenty. Mm. But you get to that, and you're going to you're going to go very close to beating yeah. and being all Ireland champions. Now it's like you score one fourteen or one fifteen against the Dubs. You score one twelve against the Dubs. Like you've, you're in those games, particularly if you're Galway, Tyrone, Monaghan. Derry, yeah. you know, yeah. like everybody's coming to Croke Park now thinking we're going to be the ones to stop this. But I think it's as much on you as it is on them, if you get me. So when Andy Moran was talking about you have to score 180, I think it was of a time. Mayor right? weren't setting up to... Yeah, so it was, a, it was the shootout. Yeah. So in the shootout, I had to just get, get that little bit ahead of you. Whereas Ross Common came yesterday and said, we're not going to make this a shootout at all. And what we're going to see is, have you got better forwards than we have? Mm. Have you got a better? Have you got a better system? Have you got a better midfield? Have you got? And Dublin at the start, I think they fell into that trap. So they were kind of saying, "Okay, well, you can have the ball, and then when we get it back, we'll do our thing." Next thing, they find themselves nine five down or whatever it was, and they're kind of saying, "Well, actually, we're not really doing our thing here." So the second half, there was a there was a, a quite a significant up in pace and energy from them. Um, it was it, you know it was funny. You could see Mick Van Simons at one stage who was just like a man possessed at one stage he got so aggravated <laughs> he was running around just chasing Roscommon players you know, nearly breaking the blueprint because they were kind of they went very one on one and the thing about going one on one like if I'm Mark and Shane and I am just concentrated on Shane even if you spill the ball behind me you, you know I'm not conscious of yeah. that so you don't get to trap you don't get to put mm. two on one or three on one and you could see the start of the second half Dublin tried to bring them down the sideline more and tried to get them more and they got more success out of it now Ross Common showed great character to come back they did and equalise yeah. the game yeah. um, and Ross Common are a very serious outfit. We said it at the start this yeah, year. They are, they are a horses for courses mm-hmm. team. They're playing you. And that's what I'm saying, Burke. You've also got, of course, Ryan McEwen, the sideline, who well knows about playing Dublin and what way to set up. So, you know, they, I think Roscommon are... I, I still genuinely... OK, if they lose one or two forwards, 
but again, injuries. James McCarthy doesn't look great coming off the side. Davy Byrne definitely that knee was massively heavily strapped, and it looks like he definitely damaged when when he got the little ankle breaker from Murta. Uh, he's in trouble. And again, it's going to be a war of attrition over these next five or six yeah. weeks. I spoke to someone yesterday who was, who was saying to me, oh, sure, the dubs will come good still. They're peaking for the quarterfinals. Their fitness will get better over the next few weeks. But I, I, the more I see of them, the more I'm like, but that, I can't see that happening now. Like, if you're not peaking, if you're not peaking now in the first game of this group, st- group phase at the end of May, start of June, you're in a bit of bother. I think you're in a bit of bother. They, 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 they definitely could see. You could see the, the the deficiency when they don't have McCaffrey on the field. Yeah, yeah, he's you know, a total game changer. For them. He is because he he's he's so direct. Um, now, um, they, sorry, they don't have a player like him. They just don't. That that is just one hundred percent. They do not have a guy who can do what he does. The similar ones are markable as opposed to him, who's unmarkable. Mm. Yes, pace. he is. He is. And what he does is he causes that mayhem. So when and also he lifts the energy straight away. So within the team, he lifts the energy straight away. You know, you give him a ball, he just takes a man on and just goes past him. And next thing, oh, everyone, everyone is on. So he is a big loss. I'd say, as we said the last day, that looked like a hamstring against Loud. He's obviously being minded, but the problem with that is it's a very tight window, um, and to take your point Shane like they're not they're not on top of the ground you know they're not a forward line they're not ripping teams apart they could have probably got one or two more goals um, in the end up because the second half was much better and they showed that real swashbuckling running at you style men off the shoulder um, and good hand passes but yeah um, there's question marks still there big time uh, you, you wanted to talk about Armagh being yeah, lucky. Like maybe that's exactly the game Marman needed to come back. You know, I know a lot of the, um, a lot, certainly a lot of the provincial winners looked uh, heavy in the mm. in the opening round of the group phase. Armagh looked the same. They just looked. Uh, there was something. Uh, there's a lot of hype about this Armagh team and, and how far they could or might go. But Westmead should have won that match. Like for, it's only for the last few minutes and Turbot gets the goal, or whatever later on. But like Armagh just showed very little mm. throughout. I thought they were blessed. I thought they were blessed. Um, you know, Westmead were, you could see Westmead at the start were a little bit unsure of themselves and mm. then they kind of went, you know what, this this is actually here for us if we if we just kick on here. Yeah. Um, and Armagh, Armagh for me, I've played in these games, they might be in-house games or they might be challenge games uh, where things aren't going great mm. and you are literally a whisker away from being an, a row between yourselves on the pitch. You know, you could see annoyance, you could see frustration, mm-hmm. fellas giving balls away, having a go at each other, and it was just kind of like, oh, this is getting this is getting fraught here. Um, now, they pulled it together at the end, um, oh, and they got the yeah. scores what they needed. Um, and to be fair to them, they were they were staring down the barrel of the gun, and they could have easily given up, yeah. um, but they didn't. Um, and they are made of, of sterner stuff than that. But I think he has a big issue in his forward line. You know, I mm-hmm. just think... There's no real balance. Like Turbot again wasn't on, comes on, you got to get a fortuitous goal. Mernon was started, but you know there's a lot of chopping and changing going on. Ryan O'Neill, I don't think, although he's not really hitting the heights that, yeah. and I don't, I think they're still using them inside and pulling them outside. There just seems to be. We said this kind of earlier on the this analysis, a paralysis by analysis. There is a bit of that going on where I still think they're trying to find that balance, um, and they're questioning themselves a lot. Uh, and therefore I think the players are questioning themselves a lot uh, and look maybe what we're going to see is the teams who were heavy legged who mm. were the best teams in their provinces actually get the benefit of this game now and be a bit um, possibly you know. again Westmead kind of followed that blueprint of, of 
keeping the ball for as long as they could for different points and then you get the ball to Luke Lachlan or to John Heslin and invariably they're going to put the ball over the bar yeah. so it's, it's kind of, especially when you're away from home and Westmeath had to go up the, to, to the athletic rounds you keep the ball and then you work it into those forwards but you just don't see those forwards as you say in the Armagh team Mernon kicked a couple of lovely scores I have to say but they don't have those guys like Heslin or Lachlan who are consistent yeah yeah, and almost nobody has a Heslin is the thing he's, yeah. he's, and, and look that's the benefit of um, him having a season in the Sam McGuire's that everybody goes oh, this guy is actually mm. a generational talent yeah um, ok Monaghan um, it's an 8 point switch from the, mm. the previous Derry game do we give Derry a free pass because of the, uh, the fact that they've just won an Ulster title and all that went with that or is this like a massive surge towards Monaghan now that actually they've had the benefit of licking their wounds and um, not irrelevant yeah um, you were talking about the point of the the fitness being yeah. massively different and they actually did specific fitness work in the four weeks that they've mm. had off and that yeah just chatting to someone who's involved like would, would be close to the camp yesterday and they were saying that fitness has been a focus in the last four weeks right. the Derry game has really taught them that they were far they were far behind where Derry were on fitness uh, and certainly when you look at the team selection yesterday McManus had a knock so that was um, you know I guess he couldn't play the full game regardless but McCarn not starting you know and bringing in Shane Carey and Ryan McInespy as well back from Australia there was clearly a target of pace 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 yeah. and, and it, just, it just seemed to work they, they certainly learned from that Previous very much. Well, it's funny, you know. I think I think there's there's a kind of a misnomer that can be, you know, you we're going to concentrate on fitness for the next three to four weeks. <laughs> I don't know how. Of course, you can get fitter, right? But what it does is it plants a seed in your head. Mm. I am fitter. I am faster. What do you Cibo, know? Yeah, exactly. So and then it's all about the people on the pitch. And they most definitely, and if you remember from the last day, remember, I think, uh, I can't remember who got the goal. Was it McCluskey who got the goal um, where he stood up? McManus. Mm. Yeah. Monaghan fell into the trap the last day against Derry big time. So they brought men back. They tried to crowd the area. They brought the wrong men back. Derry looked for the mismatch, which they always do. And even in this game, they did it. And then they took it on. So that McManus, that goal specifically, Monaghan this time said, uh-uh, we're not going to create those mismatches. Mm. We're going to put pace all over the pitch and we're actually going to do the far end. And where they did, what Derry do a lot is they brought loads of bodies into their forward line, which of course meant Derry men had to follow those defend men. So the last day they left McManus in on his own. So Derry were like, that's fine. We'll just stick a couple of fellas in front of him and then we'll squeeze you all around the, out the middle. Mm. This time they brought fellas in. So that meant there was spaces then in the pockets for McCarthy to come up and just kick some yeah. outrageous points. Um, um, and so they were able to find the pockets of space then, Jer. And, and what it means is, again, it, it goes back to what I was saying. Teams are learning so much. Mm. from, And then there's so much thinking going on and there's so much tactical nuance going on the sideline. It's brilliant to see, even from the kickouts. Like, there was some serious high-risk strategy kickouts yesterday. Beggins, two scores were absolutely <laughs> sublime. Um, you know, Monaghan are. Monaghan are definitely, you know, I think they'll probably end up playing Derry another three times this year, probably. Just it to go on and on and on but they're they're there thereabouts Derry I think there is probably something you will find this heavy leg that we've just spoken about it's it's the old five weeks off you know he who prepares like who is my is our you can see the freshness in Westmead you can definitely see the freshness in Mayo last week when you have that break yeah. you're able to get everyone 100% fit you're able to work on what you like now after a couple of games with those people will they start to and then will it's all the squad. It's all about the squad. It, it, you know, and and you know Derry's squad again. I think forward wise, mm. 
it's acting a bit yeah. McGuigan they're also going to the well of McGuigan a lot you know yeah. they're going to that well a lot and he kicked nine points at the weekend but only two from play yeah. McGuigan a lot of frees but but I, I actually think this whole naming the, the, the panel and the team on the Friday I think the GA now have this dictat where you have to name the team I think Monaghan's selection threw Derry off a little bit because they're looking at the team they're like right Romanis isn't named but McCarran is named so I think Chrissy McCaig is one of these players who picks up picks up that, yeah. that nasty little forward who can score so I think in Chrissy McCaig's head probably before the match he was preparing for Jack McCarran yeah. and then all of a sudden just before throw in Man, I'm like, well, no, Jack McCarran's not starting. Shane Carey's in. They have Carl Gallagher named. He's a young lad at number eight for Man in the midfield. But what Carl Gallagher did was he just went up to full forward for the throw up, and Christie picked him up. And Carl ended up having a great game. On, on oh Christy yeah, but McKay. he came for loads of kickouts. So that yeah, that, that sort yeah. of thing, you know, Christie was probably preparing for one player and ends up he's yeah. not even there. Yeah. So uh, there's probably something in that that selections control yeah, teams. And we're in a, we're in a bit of a weird sprint now for the next few weeks, where if you don't automatically win your mm. table you end up having to play likely three weeks in a row, which, again, uh, on the face of it seems like, well, that's not big a deal. But Dublin lost at least yeah. one and potentially two players. And then if they lose two more the next week, all yeah. of a sudden, it, it feels really open. And I actually, um, I'm coming back to everybody who was talking about Galway. I wasn't quite sure. But the Galway-Tyrone victory, like, that's really important for them. Yeah. Mm. That's the side who could have caused them a lot of difficulty, did cause them a lot of difficulty. And they managed the the probably because it wasn't too high against Sligo you know it was like great we have better things to be doing yeah yeah, yeah. but the, the importance of that for sorry the importance of the whole structure it's it's like we give out so much about structures right like this is that look at what was it at the weekend a draw a draw and a point mm-hmm. and two points Cork Loud Cork yeah yeah so and like it was, it was both. Everyone was going hell for leather. And Cork feeling pretty good about life heading into a game against Kerry, which you know has not happened in a long time. Yeah, yeah. Also, Derry had Derry have their home game done now. So next weekend, Derry go to Bally Buffet, which right. is look, regardless of Donegal's troubles, they've but Donegal have a good record in Bally Buffet. Yeah. Monaghan have Clare coming up to Clonus, so you know if Monaghan and can, they've had a break and they've had a break as well. So look, next weekend tells all. Yeah, and sorry, in the other one, it's uh, Westmead have Galway at home, so you'd still expect Galway to win that, and if Galway win that, then they'll have four points. But Toronto are playing Armagh, no, yeah, <laughs> like yeah, but Westmead would be yeah. buoyed by that performance, chair. You know, they'll, they'll, I, I can guarantee you. You know the way all these different counties, I should, Jesus, we never feared. I can imagine Westmead saying, "Well, we never feared Galway coming up the road." Like mm. it's, it's so, <laughs> it's like it is fantastic for that. And it does go back down to the energy, um, the ability to learn. And having that, as you say, when you finish top, you get that time, but you also get that time then to analyse the opposition and analyse what's potentially coming on as management teams. So you're saying, right, with the permutations of this, this is who we will get. You're able to go to the games, you're able mm-hmm. to see it up front, uh, close and personal. So it's, uh, look, it's great. And, you know, I thought, albeit people will give out saying, oh, Jesus, GAA, you know, it's back and forth and it's holding on to the ball. It's <laughs> six and a half or seven minutes for us coming. There's still brilliant stuff in that. Oh, well, you know? It's up to the opposition to do something different. Get the ball back. There was engagement. Everybody knows exactly. that there. Yeah. yeah. Um, is there any chance against Dublin in Nolan Park? Big time. Again, Glenn Ryan learnt from last year's Leinster final, where they were so open at the back, backdoor cuts all over the place. You know, fellas not running, fellas being cut out. It was interesting mm. to see Ross Common the way they 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 put two players down the sideline to stop that yeah. backdoor cut, which Dublin do. So they had a man on the man, and then they brought another guy into the space. So the backdoor cut was completely gone. They took one of their main weapons away. Very good, very good learnings from it. Kildare will do the same. Uh, Kildare was set up exactly the same. 
Nolan Park's a big pitch now, so you know you're not like you're going into a you know yeah. provincial small pitch. So it's t- it's big, it's bigger than Newbridge, but that'll be okay for Kildare. Yeah, and Kildare still have forwards there. Mm. Kildare have forwards who can score and big men who can take the ball on. So Davy Burns gone, right? Mick Fitzsimons has been drafted back in. McCaffrey won't be right. James McCarthy may not be right. Now or never, kids. Now or never. Right, good stuff. <coughs> Anthony, thanks very much for that. OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition, available now.